When was the last time you found rest? Deep, soul-satisfying rest. Uh, because for many of us, rest is elusive. A physical rest is elusive. Uh, the CDC reports that a third of US adults usually get less than the recommended seven hours of sleep and not getting enough sleep is linked with chronic diseases and conditions like type two diabetes and heart disease and obesity and depression. Uh, COVID has made this worse for some people. According to Neurology Today, a sleep neurologists have noted an increase in sleep disorders uh, associated with the pandemic. Uh, they call it COVID somnia. And it's not just physical rest that we struggle with, uh, it's mental rest too. Uh, something like 40 million adults in the US experience an anxiety disorder, that's 18% of the population. Uh, in fact, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the US. And research is growing that suggests our connectedness online is having a negative effect on our ability to rest also. We're always switched on and the blue light from our screens, it suppresses the natural production of melatonin, the sleep hormone. And that means our sleep cycles get disrupted. And we could just switch our screens off, but it's not that easy, is it? A TV is addictive enough, but social media has literally been designed to be addictive. The affirmations and likes of social media, well, they trigger the same chemical response in our brains as sex or cocaine. Uh, it triggers a dopamine response that leaves us wanting more. Uh, but social media also leaves us wanting more because of the comparison game that it sparks. Uh, we look at the lives of the Insta-famous uh, and their lives always seem shinier and, and happier and more glamorous than our experience, don't they? So we find ourselves in that endless search for contentment, the endless search for happiness and fulfillment and wholeness, the endless search for rest. So what if I told you that your search could end today? Because rest is what our Bible passage promises. Come to me, says Jesus, and you'll find rest for your souls. Now that's the offer Jesus is making to us today. So stick around and we'll see exactly how we can find that rest when we open the Bible in just a moment. Well, good morning and welcome to Yonville Community Church. My name is Dan Bidwell, Senior Pastor here, and it's my pleasure to welcome you on Easter morning uh, to this beautiful setting. Easter Sunday is the morning when we remember not just the death of Jesus on the cross, but His resurrection to new life on the third day and everything that the resurrection means for us. So I'm excited to speak about that in just a moment. For all the kids in our church family, Charlotte, our kids minister, has a special Easter message uh, for Kids Church. You can see that video by clicking the Kids tab on our website. Uh, Yonvillechurch.org is right here. Uh, it's going to be great fun as we learn about Jesus together. Because that's our objective as a church, to learn about Jesus together, uh, to share the hope that we have in Jesus, and to grow as followers of Jesus. Uh, we'd love you to be part of what God is doing here in the Napa Valley. We'd love you to join us as we reopen our historic chapel in just a couple of months. Uh, we'd love you to join us right now in the lead up to the reopening. So make sure you fill in our online connect card and we'll be in contact really soon. But for now, why don't you sit back and prepare your hearts to hear God's word from Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 to 30. 
Hello everybody, happy Easter. My name is Charlotte Bidwell. I'm the kids minister here at Yonville Church. I'm gonna be doing the Bible reading for us today, but before I get started into that, I just want to echo what Pastor Dan said before. We have kids videos coming out every week and we would love for you to join us in watching them with any little ones in your life. But for now, let's get reading our Bible passage, which is coming from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, I'm excited to open this passage with you today, and I'm excited for what it says to me as well, because I'm someone who has a fraught relationship with rest. Uh, I've shared with the church before that I've always had a busy lifestyle, and that can make it difficult to switch off, especially when I'm juggling multiple priorities and deadlines. Uh, and when that gets too much, I'm the kind of person who wakes up in the middle of the night thinking and thinking. And when that happens, I have real trouble turning off those thoughts. And you might be restless like me. And you might have all kinds of reasons for your restlessness. It could be work stress, life stress, family stress illness, financial worries, relationship worries, religious worries. There is no shortage of things that can leave us restless in this lifetime. What they all have in common is that they leave us weary and burdened. And they wear us down so that a day off or a weekend away, even that isn't enough to solve the problem. Uh, you know, a week in Hawaii can do amazing things for your stress levels. But when you come home, the circumstances that cause your stress are usually still there. So how do we find rest? Well, this is where our Bible passage comes in today. One writer said that these verses today are perhaps the most wonderful words ever uttered by human lips. Here's why. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus understands our restlessness. He understands that you are weary. He understands that you are burdened and he wants to do something about it. I will give you rest, says Jesus. Well, what kind of rest does Jesus offer? What is the kind of rest that Jesus offers? Well, we find the answer in the very next verse when Jesus says, you will find rest for your souls. Verse 29. Jesus isn't talking about finding momentary rest or, or a restful night of sleep. Although you might find those things if you find Jesus. And Jesus isn't talking about the kind of rest you get from a week in Hawaii or, or wherever your happy place is. Jesus is talking about something deeper. As Sam Albury puts it, this soul rest is rest in the sense of things with God being the way they're meant to be. Rest in the sense of living along the grain of who we really are and how God wants us to live. Rest in the sense of being able to truly flourish as the people of God, as the people God has made us to be. Yeah, the rest that Jesus offers comes from restoring us to a right relationship with God. 
Because that's the root cause of our restlessness, a, a broken relationship with God. You see, God created us in love and He put us on this earth to live with purpose and dignity under His Lordship. But we don't like having lords over us and we don't like being told what to do. And so, like Adam and Eve, we each by nature ignore God in the pursuit of our own purposes. We reject God when His desires don't match up with, uh, when, our own, when our own desires don't match up with His plan. But you know, our loving God, He watches over us like a parent watches a child learning to walk. He's longing to catch us when we fall and, and longing to set us right even when we choose to walk away from Him. And that's the God who offers us rest and forgiveness and the chance to reset our lives according to His good purposes if we just return to Him. True rest comes from being right with God. And getting right with God starts with coming to Jesus. Now I know that's a very exclusive claim to make, that we need to come to Jesus to, give, to be right with God. And it's such an exclusive claim to make when there are so many other religions and spiritualities and philosophies claiming that they hold the pathway to enlightenment, uh, enlightenment or happiness or contentment. But it's not my exclusive claim. It's Jesus' claim. Listen to what he says in verse 27. No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Matthew 11 verse 27. Jesus says that no one can know the Father unless the Son chooses to reveal him. That is, we cannot know or understand the fullness of God unless Jesus makes him known to us. And this flies in the face of human wisdom because, you know, we pride ourselves on what we know and what we can learn through scientific research and academic study. It's actually a bit humiliating to be told that we can't know God unless we know Jesus. Because Jesus is also claiming that there are no other pathways to illumination. There are no other alternative ways to be in touch with the creator of the universe. The only way to, the, to true knowledge of the divine is through Jesus. Now that is an exclusive claim I know. But it's also a wonderful claim. Because it means that we don't have to wonder what God is like. We don't have to decide which religion is right or, or which philosophy. We just need to look to Jesus because Jesus reveals everything we need to know about the Father. If you want to know what God is like, just look at Jesus. If you want to know the mind of God, the, the heart of God, the nature of God, the attitude of God towards us, you just need to look at Jesus. And we've seen Jesus do all kinds of wonderful and amazing things in the previous chapters, each revealing something of what God is like and his message to us. But in this passage, Jesus doesn't leave us guessing about what the heart of God is like. He tells us explicitly, Matthew 11, verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is gentle and humble in heart. Jesus reveals that his heart and the heart of God, it's gentle towards us. It's not that Jesus is the gentle one and God's the rough one, or Jesus is the loving one and God's the angry one. It's not good cop, bad cop. No, Jesus, he shares the very nature of God. Philippians 2.6. Jesus is the exact rep representation of God's being. Hebrews 1.3. 
like father, like son, and vice versa. Jesus is gentle. And this means that we needn't fear God, as if his primary emotion is harsh treatment. We know that God's primary character is love, 1 John 4, 8. And that love, uh, that love of God is shown to us in the Easter story, where Jesus chooses to die in our place, rather than subject us to the punishment that we deserve for our rejection of God. That's the kind of God that we meet in the Bible, not a vindictive God who's just waiting to catch us out, not a God of karma who'll repay us for everything we've done. No, He's a God who wants to forgive us for everything we've done, a God who wants to remove the burden of our guilt and, and our sin, a God who wants to deal with our baggage. This is a God who wants to give us rest, a God who is gentle with us. The second thing that Jesus reveals about God's heart is His humility. When Jesus says, I'm gentle and humble in heart, Jesus is talking about His approachability. Dane Ortland puts it this way in his brilliant book, Gentle and Lowly. For all His resplendent glory and dazzling holiness, His supreme uniqueness and otherness, no one in human history has ever been more approachable than Jesus Christ. Jesus said, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Matthew 7, 7, if you want to find Jesus, He will make Himself available to you. Try it, I dare you. Jesus, He doesn't lord His holiness over us like a king who looks down his nose at his subjects. Instead, Jesus is the kind of king who rolls up his sleeves and, and helps his people. And we've seen that in the last few chapters of Matthew as Jesus dealt with the messiness of people's diseases and conditions, the messes of their sinfulness. And we're going to see that even more in the chapters to come as Jesus deals with people's sin with the same attitude. Jesus came so that we could approach God through him. Jesus is with us and beside us at every step. And maybe that's how we're to understand the paradoxical statement that Jesus makes about putting on his yoke. Verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A yoke was a piece of wood that tied two animals together so they could pull a plow or a cart or a heavy load. And so it's a bit strange that Jesus would ask those who are already weary and burdened to put on a yoke so they can carry more weight. And that's not Jesus' intention. His yoke is easy, he says, and his burden is light. Some people have understood this verse to say that Jesus will share our burdens with us. A bit like when you go hiking with little kids and you always have to bring a big bag because you know they're gonna, uh, that you're going to end up carrying their water bottle and their jacket and their lunch. And perhaps this is Jesus uh, saying, uh, perhaps this is saying that Jesus takes on what we can't carry ourselves. But that's a bit of an unsatisfactory explanation because it makes it sound like Jesus expects you to do half the work. And that's not how God's forgiveness operates. Like the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 2, For it's by grace you've been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. See, the gospel is not about grace plus works. It's not about salvation plus something else. It's not uh, something that we share 50-50 with Jesus. It's all of grace. It's all a gift of God. That's what the cross was all about. 
Which brings us back to the yoke that Jesus wants us to take on. Now, this is not a yoke that commits us to religious works. It's not a yoke that ties us to ceremony and tradition. Somehow it's a yoke that sets us free. It's paradoxical. That being yoked to Jesus is not a burden. There's something easy about it. It fits well. It's comfortable. It makes sense. It's, it brings lightness to our lives. It, it brings us rest. And I know it sounds paradoxical, but just ask anyone who has hitched their life up to Jesus. Jesus makes all the difference. He gives us rest for our souls. So that brings us to the last idea of today. How do we receive the rest that Jesus offers? Well, the first thing to do is to come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest, Jesus says in Matthew 11:28. Come to Jesus with all your burdens. You don't need to get your life together before you come. Just come. Jesus will help you deal with whatever baggage you bring. Just like he helped all of the people who came to him in the chapters of Matthew that we've been reading, come to Jesus. And second, learn from Jesus. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. This is an invitation from Jesus to enter into a relationship where you keep learning from him. Where you learn to reshape your life according to God's way. Where you reshape your life according to God's wisdom where you allow God to show you the way that he created us to live, where you experience the power of the resurrection in this life and the next. Christianity is all about growing in Christ and seeing what God can do in your life. You'll be surprised what happens when you open yourself to God. You never know where he'll take you. And look at me, who would have thought when I accepted my friend's invitation to come to church at age 16 that I'd end up pastor of a church on the other side of the world? I never would have imagined it. But God does amazing things when we open ourselves to learn from Him. And that's the invitation I want to put to you today. Come to Jesus. Learn from Him. Lay down your burdens and see what Jesus does in your life. Will you pray with me? St. Augustine of Hippo said, You've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Father, in all of our restlessness, in all our weariness, when we carry heavy burdens, will you help us to find our rest in Jesus? Or will you give us the rest for our soul that Jesus promised as we come to you with our souls laid bare? Father, we give you our burdens, we give you our sorrows, we give you our concerns, we give you our sin and our guilt and our shame, and we ask you to deal with them. We thank you for the message of Easter, which is the message of your desire to forgive us, through the death of Jesus on our behalf. Father, forgive us, we pray. And we thank you for the resurrection of Jesus and the promise that his resurrection is for us. It brings new life and eternal life when we come to Jesus. Father, help us to come to him today. Help us to learn from Jesus today and help us to live the resurrection life where you give us rest and peace and the lightness that comes only from Jesus. Father, may we know this life and may we share this life with those around us to the glory and praise of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Amen. We're gonna go on an Easter egg hunt.
what we found. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter.